Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Not a half hour, not one hour, not 90 minutes, two hours. Unbelievable. We're starting the second hour of the show. Hey, want to win a friendly bar bet this week using something you might learn from traveling or geography? Try these two questions. Is it true that outside of Addis Ababa, the largest population of Ethiopians, Ethiopians lives in number one, New York City, number two, Washington, D.C., or number three, Los Angeles? What do you think? Which one? New York, Washington, D.C., or L.A.? And here's the second one. What's the largest state east of the Mississippi? Maine, North Carolina, or Georgia? What do you think? Well, the answer to the first one is the largest number of Ethiopians outside of that country live in Washington, D.C., as many as 250,000 Ethiopians live in and around the nation's capital. And Georgia is the largest state east of the Mississippi. Okay, you're welcome to take those to your next party or your next uh, uh, argument at a bar and win yourself a buck and have a beer. This hour, we're going to talk with the owner of a poster gallery in Boston about the growing interest in vintage travel posters. I'm going to ask him why he thinks they're so popular and what they cost. Then if Senator Harry Reid of Nevada and a group of investors have their way, the first high-speed train in the U.S. might well run between... Victorville, California, and Las Vegas. What? Huh? I thought it was going to be New York and Washington, or New York and Boston, or L.A. and San Francisco. Where the heck is Victorville, California, anyway? A transportation specialist from the University of Denver joins us. He doesn't mince words about this proposed project. He calls it idiotic. We'll talk to him about that. In Washington, the House Budget Committee is running into opposition, as expected, from an airline lobbying group opposed to an increase in airline security fees from $2.50 per flight segment to $5, double. The industry group says airline passengers already pay about $60 in taxes on a $300 round-trip ticket, and increases in taxes will only discourage business and leisure travels. Well, I can understand why the airlines say that, but i got to say, they do have a case. Taxes are high. I just bought a ticket to London for about $1,000 and 600 of it is taxes and security fees and carbon tax. Uh, it's unbelievable. Republican lawmakers are opposing a move by the Obama administration to cut in half the program that trains pilots how to carry guns on planes. It's the, quote, last line of defense in the event of a terrorist attack on the cockpit of an airplane, unquote, argued Republican Congressman Chip Kravak of, excuse me, Kravak of Minnesota. I'm wondering if the security tax on flight segments is double if... Uh, if that will help pay to keep the gun training program running at full speed. Uh, more likely, it'll buy more of those x-ray machines that have already been proven to be inadequate in finding weapons hidden on somebody's body. You can hear a podcast of last week's show in which we discuss that. If you go to RudyMaxa.com, click on podcast on the homepage, and take a listen to the interview with David Rowell that begins 43 minutes into the first hour of the show. We talked about that last week. David was quite, uh, it's quite an interesting interview. If you missed it, do catch it. J.D. Power, the company that measures customer satisfaction for a number of products and services, trained its sites recently on travel providers and announced the winners this week. What the company calls customer service champions, quote-unquote, 
In the hotel category are, these are the winners, Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons, Hotel Indigo, Hampton Hotels, and Drury Inn & Suites. Drury Inn & Suites is a very, uh, well, I would call it budget-priced hotels out of the Midwest. I, They were on the same J.D. Power list last year, and I was sort of curious about it, and we called and talked to uh, someone from Drury Inn & Suites and said, how, how are you guys up there with Four Seasons and Ritz-Carlton? They do it. They do it. Great service, apparently. When it comes to airlines, those getting an A from J.D. Power, or at least from the people they interviewed, were Southwest, JetBlue, and Virgin Atlantic. Those three always are the most fun. Among rental car companies, Enterprise and Ace Rental Car led that travel category in customer satisfaction. Never rented a car from Ace. Hmm. Well, the last of the fuel has been drained from the tanks of the wreck of the Costa Concordia, according to news reports. This follows the discovery this week of five more bodies between the seabed and the ship's hull. Two people are still missing. About a half a million gallons of fuel were removed from that ship that went aground, partially sank that evening of January 13th. Now the question is, how do you remove the ship? The Costa Cruise Line says it's evaluating several options, and that process may take up to a year. It'll probably be sold for scrap. Meanwhile, Costa has offered passengers about $14,500 in compensation to cover the loss of luggage and personal effects, psychological distress, and loss of enjoyment of a cruise vacation. That's an understatement. The 14.5 was also offered to children who might have been non-paying passengers, but no such offer was made to crew members, passengers who were injured, or passengers who may have lost a loved one. A number of lawsuits have been filed that demand millions of dollars in compensation. Those will take years to win through the courts. But uh, if the creek don't rise, we'll be here to report to you about that. And David Letterman reacted to that Tuesday breakdown by a JetBlue pilot on a flight from New York to Vegas by doing one of his top ten lists. This one was titled, The Top Ten Things You Don't Want to Hear from Your Pilot When You're a Passenger. Top ten things you don't want to hear. You're strapped in, you're ready to go, you're enjoying some uh, airline nuts and having a soft drink. You hear this, you don't want to hear this. Number ten, hey, Lindbergh, get off my lap. Uh, number nine, we'll be cruising at an altitude of 75 feet. Number eight, here's a little something I once tried at an air show. No, you don't want to hear that. Number seven, I love this airport. The terminals are the right height. Uh, number six, uh, bring daddy a whiskey sour. Number five. Meow. You think it's creepy watching and listening to me do that. Imagine hearing that coming out of the cockpit. <laughs> Number four, we'll be arriving in Newark shortly. Number three, help, I'm covered in ticks. Number two, enjoy the in-flight movie starring myself and the co-pilot's wife. Number one thing you don't want to hear your pilot say, if you turn your attention to the front of the airplane, you'll see me being hogtied by an air marshal. There you go. from CBS's David Letterman Show this week. Thank you to Worldwide Pants uh, for bringing us to the Letterman Show, for producing the Letterman Show. And this uh, clip was taken from the cbsnews.com webs website. Okay, we've seen underwater hotels. We've seen hotels made entirely of ice. Now comes a hotel posing as a prison. 
It's the Hotel Alcatraz in London, or rather it was. It was just up uh, briefly for a few days. It went up to promote the British premiere of Alcatraz, which is a sci-fi television series that had its North American debut in January. The hotel offered guests an authentic prison experience. Uh, they checked your pockets for contraband and issued you a uniform when you checked in. The concierge was replaced by prison guards who barked orders and referred to people as prisoners. And you got to ask permission to use the toilet. Uh, however, the meals served uh, were not standard prison fare. Uh, but then someone noted that the original Alcatraz, Alcatraz prison served high-quality meals to avoid uh, riots by inmates. Give them good food and they'll be nice. The Alcatraz prison. Hotel Alcatraz in London. So sorry I missed it. When we come back, we're going to talk with Jim Lapidus. He's the owner of a poster gallery in Boston about the phenomenon you see in restaurants everywhere of vintage travel posters. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. What would you do if you got seriously sick or injured on a trip? Medical evacuation can cost more than twenty-five, fifty, dollars or even $100,000, and it's rarely covered by major medical insurance, especially not Medicare. An on-call international membership protects your health and your wallet with services including evacuation to your hospital of choice. Annual membership starts at just $225 and covers trips nearby or abroad. For more info, call 800-575-5014 or visit oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Get in the zone! When it's time for a new battery, AutoZone has the right one to fit your need. Because whether you're looking for rugged dependability that's sure to start in all conditions, power to run accessories, or the latest in battery technology, AutoZone has it. Even if you want a battery for your boat, lawnmower, or RV, we can help you figure out exactly what you need. And we'll give you the tips to install it correctly. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone! AutoZone. And now GEICO presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Um, Maxwell. You're on. Cool. And so you just want me to read the script? You don't want me to do the Wii thing? Okay. Today, I'm going to talk about the new Geico mobile app and um, how you can manage your policy and get your ID card and customize it with your favorite Geico character. But I'm not yelling Wii or anything because um, they don't want me to, right? Correct. Okay. Just saying it's my thing. Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath? Big or small, whatever your home improvement need, log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. ServiceMagic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handyman roofers, and many other home contractors. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 
Welcome back. It's about 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the program is brought to you by On Call International, who know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. True, true, true that. If and when it does, protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation such as political or social unrest, if you're visiting a place that is unlucky to... Uh, have such a thing. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home and get back to enjoying your trip. More info at oncallinternational.com or feel free to log on the radio show website, rudymaxa.com, and look under sponsors. It's right there on the homepage if you just scroll right down. Well, how many restaurants, bars, uh, hotels have you walked into, even people's offices. I was just in an office in New York this weekend, this week, and uh, you looked up on the wall and you found train posters from the late 1800s or pos uh, great posters with sort of art deco drawings of uh, cruise liners in the 20s, um, travel posters for exotic destinations uh, from yesteryear. Well, Jim Lapides is a man who deals in such posters as part of his business running International Poster Gallery in Boston. And he joins me for a moment. Jim, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. Great to be here. Jim, what is it about these travel posters uh, th that so captivate people? You have people who come in, and I you know I've done it. I've gone into your store and browsed through stacks of them. What is it, what is it that seems to speak to folks? Well, um, Rudy, there's a lot of different reasons why travel posters have become the perhaps the largest poster area of collecting. And, you know, I think I'd start with a little bit of history. Um, you have to understand that the first running of the Orient Express in 1883, it began a golden age of travel that would continue despite, um, you know, World War I and II until, uh, and even beyond. Um, and it began a, um, uh, an unbelievable period where uh, luxury trains, floating palaces, clipper ships, and grand hotels would become technological marvels, um, and they made pleasure travel feasible and luxurious. And about that same time, around 1890, the color lithographic poster uh, came into being as well, uh, a technological marvel in its own way, and it was ideally suited to educate and tempt the consumer. And, of course, combining large and colorful images with bold text, um, the poster really inspired travelers to see the world. And they had to sell. They were advertising posters. And um, so they, um, they were found all over fixtures uh, in kiosks, train stations, et cetera. So um, the, uh, I think more than any other poster category, they awaken our dreams of adventure, beauty, and wanderlust. Because we're probably not at the golden age of travel. Technologically, we may be, but uh, uh, it's certainly, when I see some of those posters, and I have some in my own home, uh, they do evoke a, a, a golden age, literally, uh, something that when you cram into the middle seat of a coach section of an airplane these days doesn't exactly come quickly to mind. I mean, there is some pretty luxurious travel today as well, but it's different. Um, you know, there was a sense of adventure uh, and danger, and these posters had to convince people. Um, they had to educate them. And, you know, today we look at the posters and, um, you know, first of all, uh, you can find every travel activity. Um, whether it be world fairs, skiing, um, golf, other sports, um, uh, hiking, 
uh, mountain climbing um, on every continent, every place. Um, you know, we can talk about the Barrier Reef. We can talk about uh, uh, the deepest parts of dark uh, Africa. Um, and so every activity, every continent, and then you can have every style from Art Nouveau to Art Deco to mid-century modern, all in really rich, deep color that you can't even get in techniques today. Stone lithography is a very special process, and it's too expensive to do today. And that's why these old posters just explode off the wall. I think the first thing people see is incredible color. One of the prettiest streets in downtown Boston is Newbury Street, N-E-W-B-U-R-Y. And on Newbury Street, you will find the International Poster Gallery, and generally you'll find Jim there uh, willing to help you. And you have just launched, uh, I think you're sort of announcing it in the media for the first time on this radio show, a new uh, showing called Titans of the Sea. Tell me about that. And it runs through June, June 15th at your gallery, correct? Yeah. Well, we actually have been very fortunate. We found three different collections, perhaps uh, the best uh, exhibition of ocean liner posters uh, from this golden period, 1890, actually going up to about 1960. Um, 220 images. We're going to select the very best. We have the, the most uh, important ones from artists like uh, Art Deco artists like Cassandra and uh, many others uh, from Cunard, White Star, Red Star, um, virtually all the main lines, the CGT of France. And it's going to be a spectacular show. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have quite a gorgeous show. And, you know, the beauty of these things, uh, I should throw in, Rudy, is they're a great format. Most of them are about 28 by 40 inches in size, and they have incredible value. Uh, you can find them in all price points, and uh, I think posters are actually uh, one of the very best collectible because, collectibles because they haven't gone crazy. They've been sort of a steady increase over time. And you're also going to have a book put out about this exhibit, aren't you? Well, there is a book, actually, of one of these collections. Um, it's sort of the, the foundation of, of my show, and that's available at the gallery. And then um, you can see many of these images today on our website, International Poster. Um, and uh, more of them will be coming online as we open the show uh, in time for the uh, 100th anniversary of the Titanic. All right. Now, just back up a little. You said you had three collections is where these posters came from. When you say yeah. three collections, this means you, you have found three individuals who had collected these and you are selling them for them? Well, actually, um, I have amassed them, yes, from various sources, but primarily from three different uh, collections. It's taken me years to kind of put them all together. And um, when it finally happened uh, at the end of last year, I have to tell you, it was awfully exciting. And this, uh, excuse me, did I say this show is open now? It opens when, mid-April? Uh, April, well, April 16th is the formal opening, and uh, uh, we'll have an event at the gallery April 19th. But if I came in now, would I see any of these? Uh, they will be on the wall in about a week. Okay, in about a week at the International Poster Gallery on Newbury yep. Street in, in, in Massachusetts. And internationalposter.com is your website, right? You got it. Well, now, you mentioned the value of these. Um, I, I know that the, these steamship ones must be a particular value, but for some posters from the early 1900s, give us a price range. What idea? Sure. What, what, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some of the blue chips 
just have gotten, have always been expensive, like great ocean liner posters. Uh, ski posters used to not be very expensive at all and now have joined that blue chip category. Um, but there are great travel posters that can be had in the range from uh, $500 to $1,500. That's sort of the bread and butter, and there's some that can be for less. Uh, rarity is a factor. Conditions, condition is important. The quality of the image. Um, but uh, obviously that can go up quite a bit. I think the, uh, oh, the world record, say, for uh, a ski poster now is about $75,000. Yep. Um, Cassandra, the great uh, streamlined Art Deco Machine Age style posters can go in that range as well, the very best ones. And I actually have the Atlantique in the show. It's the most expensive and most sought after of all the uh, ocean liner uh, uh, Art Deco images. Well, I mentioned when I introduced you that you can see some of these posters in bars and restaurants, but really, mostly, I've noticed when I go into bars and restaurants, they're replicas, aren't they? Yes, that's true. Um, you know, you can get nice replicas today, but they really don't compare to the real they thing. They don't pop out, do they? Stone lithography allowed for a depth of color and a richness of texture that you really can't get in any other technique. And you really need to understand that. I actually have a lithographic stone in uh, my gallery so you can see how the process is made. Each color was put on a separate stone in these long runs of, say, yellow, red, blue, and black. So um, it's like a rainbow of color that they finally figured out around 1900 how to make it work and make it uh, uh, efficient and, uh, and inexpensive. If you want to uh, have a thrill and look at some great posters from uh, yesteryear, some vintage travel posters, uh, stop by the International Poster Gallery in Boston. Uh, the Titans of the Sea show begins mid-April, runs through mid-June. Look for Jim Lapidus when you're there. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Rudy, thanks so much for having me. And you can find more information at internationalposter.com. It's, it's my favorite place to stop into when I'm on Newberry Street in Boston. But then again... What can I tell you? I like travel a lot, and I have a few travel posters around the old place, around the old uh, crib, as they say. When we come right back, we're going to talk about where the first high-speed train in America might be. It's a surprising proposition. Don't go away. We'll be right back in Rudy Max's world. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. And now Geico presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Um, Maxwell, you're on. Cool. And so you just want me to read the script? You don't want me to do the Wii thing? Okay. Today I'm going to talk about the new Geico mobile app and um, how you can manage your policy and get your ID card and customize it with your favorite Geico character. But I'm not yelling Wii or anything because um, they don't want me to, right? Correct. Okay. Just saying it's my thing. Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. Get in the zone. When it's time for a new battery, AutoZone has the right one to fit your need. Because whether you're looking for rugged dependability that's sure to start in all conditions, power to run accessories, or the latest in battery technology, AutoZone has it. Even if you want a battery for your boat, lawnmower, or RV, we can help you figure out exactly what you need. And we'll give you the tips to install it correctly. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. This segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at Travel Guard. It's a chartist company with a, and a worldwide leader in travel insurance, providing products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping leisure and business travelers solve problems and manage risks. Right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, you can read a very short story about, well, a true tale that happened to one of Travel Guard's members, and you can also enter to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from its uh, customers. This story goes behind the scenes about, uh, to, sh to give you a glimpse of a tour of Peru and one of uh, Travel Guard's uh, members who tried the local cuisine, guinea pig. You can read about what happened at the website. I'll let you find out for yourself and also get a shot at winning a new Kindle. Just go to TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Well, you know, I sort of thought if we were ever going to get high-speed rail in the United States, it might link Boston and New York or New York and Washington or maybe Los Angeles and San Francisco. And, in fact, those rail lines are debated frequently and mentioned frequently and written about frequently. And then for the first time for me this week, maybe because I don't live on the West Coast, up popped the, like, the, the probability, because Ray Hood, the transportation secretary, is behind it, and others are, including very powerful senator named Harry Reid from Nevada, to put a train a high-speed train in sort of the middle of nowhere in California, a place called Victorville, California, on the edge of the Mojave Desert, and run it right into Las Vegas at a very high speed. And a privately held group called Desert Express is asking for a $4.9 billion loan from the Obama administration to build this 150-mile train, which would certainly help Victorville, but I don't know if it's going to be a big help to the taxpayers. Our next guest, or my next guest, Thomas Finkbeiner, is the senior chairman of the Intermodal Transportation Institute at the University of Denver, and he's done some thinking about this. Uh, Thomas, welcome to the show. Hi. Now, now, what's the deal here? Where did this come from? Who, first of all, if you're going to link Las Vegas, wouldn't wouldn't you want to link it to Los Angeles and not have something you know 100 miles outside of LA? Well, you would certainly uh, you'd certainly think so. It's actually Victorville is actually 81 miles and over the mountain from downtown LA, and it's uh, you know, studies kind of prove that people don't drive to ride on trains, especially 81 miles. Yeah. So the theory is, the, the working theory of this Desert Express group is that uh, folks from the Southern California area are going to drive 81 miles from L.A. or even further from San Diego or other cities, park their car in Victorville, get on a train and go 150 miles an hour to get to Vegas for about $100 round trip currently. What is your take? Well, I know what your take is, because in a news story, you're quoted as calling it idiotic. Uh, why do you think it's idiotic? I can think of three reasons. You can probably think of ten. Is if you're going to spend five billion dollars on on uh, high speed rail, you, you'd want to put it in a place where it would benefit more people. Um, benefiting re resort goers is, is kind of an odd way to spend uh, public transportation money. Um, second, um, nowhere in the world is there a passenger service that is. Uh, profitable under generally accepted accounting principles from the fare box. Now, I'll say that again in case you didn't get it. There isn't a passenger service anywhere in the world, not the Shinkansen in uh, Japan, not SCNF in uh, France. There is no passenger service 
that's profitable from the fare box, and therefore all passenger services by definition have to be subsidized by the taxpayers. And again, if you're going to have a service subsidized by taxpayers, which this would clearly be, you know, why not have it in a location that can benefit more people? A major population location. Do do the supporters of this admit that the taxpayer is going to have to subsidize this at some point? Well, I don't know, but the folks from the Desert Express called me and, and asked me if I'd read the 28,000 pages of uh, um, documentation in the Federal uh, Register about this uh, particular uh Line and I said, "Well, right there, you got a problem. If it takes twenty-eight thousand pages in the Federal <laughs> Register to describe a to describe a project, it probably isn't worth describing, and we wasted a lot of paper." It seems to me the biggest beneficiary would be Victorville, which is uh, hoping to become this bustling transportation hub with hotels and restaurants and homes, et cetera. Well, certainly Victorville, and uh, certainly Victorville, but probably the Desert Express people would also be beneficiaries. What do you, what do you give us the odds for this happening? I you know I, I really can't say uh, I you know I don't know what's in the minds of of the regulators and uh, yeah about uh, the, the country doesn't have a policy on either fast trains or passenger trains or commuter trains there there is just no policy. Thomas, can I can I hold you right there? We've got to take a commercial break. I know I didn't ask you to stay on for another, but can you can you wait a few minutes and let's talk sure. generally about high speed trains when we come back? Can you do that? Yeah, that's very nice of you. Sure. All right, I want to let's let's leave aside Victorville and Vegas. We'll keep an eye on that, but I want to talk to uh, uh, Thomas Finkbeiner uh, from the University of Denver a little more about high speed trains generally and whether we're ever going to see them in the United States. Stick with us. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll have a few minutes of uh, some folks making some money, and we'll be right back. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation, and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval, such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from On Call International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. On Call International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. And now Geico presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Maxwell, and um, my life is kind of awesome because whenever Geico wants to talk about their new mobile app, they're like, um, hey, Maxwell, you feel like coming to the studio and, and talking about how the app lets you manage your policy, you know, and get roadside help and even customize it with your favorite Geico character? And I'm like, maybe. Are there going to be snacks? <laughs> Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. Get in the zone. When it's time for a new battery, AutoZone has the right one to fit your need. 
Because whether you're looking for rugged dependability that's sure to start in all conditions, power to run accessories, or the latest in battery technology, AutoZone has it. Even if you want a battery for your boat, lawnmower, or RV, we can help you figure out exactly what you need. And we'll give you the tips to install it correctly. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hey, folks, Rudy Maxi here with an important question. Who's watching your home when you're not there or even when you are? Well, it could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in often when they think no one is home or when they think no one will stop them. So don't be an easy target. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security, with 24-hour protection. Just pick up your phone and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert service, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Protect your home by calling your authorized ADT dealer at 866 750 6633. You'll get 24-hour protection and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. The number to call is 866-750-6633. That's 866-750-6633. Again, 866-750-6633. Or you can also log on to RudyMaxa.com and check out the Sponsors button for more information on these ADT security savings. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv and check out the new Blu-rays as well. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. Before the commercial break, we were talking with Thomas Finkbeiner. He's the senior chairman of the Intermodal Transportation Institute at the University of Denver, obviously in Colorado. And our conversation was sparked by, uh, well, an almost $5 billion loan request that the Obama administration may grant to a group of investors to build a high-speed train. It would be the first actually being built in the United States, uh, linking Victorville, California, about 80 miles outside of Los Angeles, to Las Vegas. Uh, it seemed to me a weird sighting for high-speed trains, since you mainly hear about them linking two major population centers together. And uh, Thomas uh, Finkbeiner was uh, um, obviously has thought about it more than I have and, and shares that uh, opinion. But I wanted to ask him to stay on and talk a little more about high-speed rail generally in the United States. You mentioned, um, uh, Tom, that uh, nowhere in the world, even in highly touted places like Japan and in Europe, which have a close large communication, excuse me, large population centers, you know, Brussels to Paris, for example, London to Paris. Nowhere does high-speed train exist without a subsidy from the public. Am I encapsulating what you said correctly? That's correct. So is the United States ever going to see high-speed rail? And if so, if you were the, if you were the dictator of high-speed rail in the United States, where would you put it first? Well, I, first of all, I think high-speed rail is more a public policy issue than it is a, an, an economic issue. Um, you are correct when you say that what you need is, de is dense population corridors, because railroads 
you know, a, a high-speed mainline railroad costs 10 to $15 million a mile to build. It's enormously expensive to build. And so you have to have, if, if you accept the fact that it's going to be subsidized by the public, what you want is to have the least subsidy possible. And to get the least subsidy possible, you need to have more people ride the train. That's the first thing. Okay. Second thing is studies have shown, data shows, that people don't generally like to drive long distances to take a train. They'll drive a short distance to hop on a commuter train, but all successful fast trains are long-distance trains because of speed involved and are connected, have connections to light rail systems at both ends. Good example would be Boston to New York or Washington to New York. A bad example that was that was tried and actually refused was Orlando to Tampa. All right. While both both of those markets have pretty high density, neither market has a light rail system that can collect people and feed them into the fast train network. And the governor of Florida wisely turned that down, it would have been a waste of money. The government would have spent a billion dollars in the state of Florida, would have spent hundreds of millions of dollars a year supporting that for the rest of the existence of the line. Well, having spent decades living in Washington and New York and riding the Metroliner and the Acela hundreds of times, uh, the Amtrak connection between New York and Washington and Boston, I know one of the problems in the East Coast is it's so crowded that putting a high speed, you've got to lay new track, it's got to be fairly, I guess, straight. I'm sure, I know it curves, obviously, but um, is is that the problem? Is it is it just that it's just too darn crowded on that corridor to, to efficiently or cost-wise put up a cost efficient uh, system? Well, the, the main problem on the Northeast Corridor is the old infrastructure. You know, it, it, it's not, first of all, if you're going to upgrade a line from where it is today, which is roughly 80 or 90 miles an hour to 150 to 200 miles an hour, first question is what do you really get for that? Uh, I think it's, what, 300 or 300 plus miles from Boston to Washington? Mm-hmm. I mean, you upgraded another 50 or 60 miles an hour, and what you get is you save an hour on the trip, maybe. I mean, the payback on that is very small, and the investment to upgrade a track would be very high, very high. So and are we—we've got about 30 seconds left. Are we, are we ever going to see high-speed rail in the United States as we see it in Asia and, and, and parts of Europe? Probably, uh, probably not. Not not unless someone wants to pay for it. And I think at this point in time, the government has a lot of other things that are must pay for instead of want to these. Where can someone read more about high speed rail? Is there a particular book you'd recommend or a website? Um, well, actually, uh, Amtrak has has uh, pretty good information on uh, high speed rail as to. Uh, uh, as do most universities, quite frankly. And if you just type in high-speed rail Las Vegas to Los Angeles, you can see the story that uh, prompted my asking Thomas Finkbeiner to join us. Thank you, Thomas, very much. Thank you. We'll be back in Rudy Max's World. With... To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Max, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. 
To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Well, the Titanic Belfast launches this weekend in Northern Ireland. If you're a Titanic fan, and of course, we're coming to the 100th anniversary of the uh, first sailing and last sailing of the Titanic. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of Titanic stuff in the news. This is a museum at the site of the shipyard where the Titanic was originally built. And you're going to see some of the uh, original seal structures there that were built to facilitate the construction of the Titanic and her sister ships, the Olympic and the Britannic. They also have a 3D cave that recreates the engine rooms and third-class saloons, salons, salons. They call them saloons, actually. Uh, First-class corridors and their grand staircase and so on. So it's almost as if you're walking through the Titanic itself. Um, anyway, you can uh, check that out when you go to Belfast. The Titanic Belfast, it's called. The world's largest Titanic visitor experience. Well, I should certainly think so. And while we're, we're dealing with things in that part of the world, listen to this. I, I was surprised to read this. Maybe, I don't know. You're going to be able to book rooms and suites in Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace to attend the 2012 Olympics. You can make reservations at easytobook.com. Um, London's expecting about four and a half million visitors from overseas uh, to come to London during the Olympic uh, period. But Buckingham Palace has 200 rooms and suites open for booking. The palace has a staff of 800 people. Its gardens cover 40 acres. Guests may roam those gardens. Uh, the newly renovated Kensington Palace has several luxurious suites with garden views, in addition to a number of smaller double bed and twin bed rooms. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know what the cost is. Uh, easybook.com has uh, just launched this, so take a look if you'd like. I will tell you, um, if you're on the run from the law, you don't want to do this. Guests wishing to book accommodations in either palace will need to tick a checkbox off that, you, that says you agree to be subject to a full background check by Scotland Yard. This is to, of course, ensure the safety of the royal family, who may very well be on the premises. You could have tea with the queen. Why not? Why not? So I didn't. I had no idea. I, I don't think these rooms are generally open. I'm going to find out if after the hoo-ha of the summer, the Olympics and so on, if, if these are still available. Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace will rent a room or a suite to you uh, this summer during the Olympics. I didn't know Buckingham Palace had 200 rooms and suites open for booking. What do they do when they're not putting up strangers? That's a heck of a party. Okay, but remember, you got to submit to a background check, so... Uh, uh, now, if you're a Harry Potter fan, let's say you're not a Titanic. Let's say you like Harry Potter. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, the Rubens at the Palace, that's the name of a hotel in London, has got a, uh, this is, you know, if you really want to spoil your kid, has got a, a Harry Potter deal where you will be put up in the hotel. You get a full English breakfast for the whole family on the day of your tour. You will then be put into a black cab, you and your family members, for a three-hour Harry Potter tour with a tour guide and driver. You'll get a Harry Potter wand with cloak and glasses for the kids, Harry Potter cupcakes that turn down, and more things and so on. But uh, you're going to stop for photos. That What you're basically going to be doing is going around London looking at many of the sites that were film locations for the eight, uh, for the eight Harry Potter films. So you're going to visit the uh, film's magical platform nine and three-quarters, uh, the Leaky Cauldron. You're going to walk in the footsteps of Harry and Hagrid in the Victorian Leadenhall Market. You're going to check out Gringotts Wizarding Bank. 
and also follow the route of the night bus around those little streets, and you're going to discover the Brockdale Bridge is all in one piece, and you can walk across it. Not bad. Prices start at $965 a night, but you got to add value-added tax. I don't know what that is in London these days. It's probably at least 15 to 20%. So maybe we're talking 1200 a night based on two adults and two children under 10 years sharing an executive suite. The kids are going to share a sofa bed. Uh, you can also uh, book stays for two adults and two children um, by contacting their reservation. Anyway, check it out. The hotel is called the Rubens at the Palace. Now, this is not the Kensington. This is separate from the Kensington Buckingham Palace deal I was just talking to you about. The Rubens, R-U-B-E-N-S, the Rubens at the, Palette, uh, at the Palace Hotels. So not bad. By the way, it's located opposite Buckingham Palace. So if you have some friends staying over with the Queen at Buckingham Palace, well, you guys can get together uh, for tea. Um, this is part of the Red Carnation Hotel Collection. And there you go. So not bad. The world's highest and longest tunnel-to-tunnel -tunnel bridge is set to open. This one, this one is in China's Hunan province. It's called the Aizhai Extra Large Suspension Bridge, and it's going to link together two tunnels. Wow. It's huge. 18 tunnels in total will cover about half its length. The rest will be bridge. Uh, the construction of the bridge started in October of 07, and it was just completed. Uh, the bridge is designed to ease traffic in the mountainous region where traffic jams are a common occurrence due to narrow, steep, and winding roads. How many lights to light it up at night? 1,888. And uh, Manila announced today, excuse me, the Philippines announced today that um, tourists from 166 countries, including the U.S., can now avail themselves of an expanded 30-day free visa upon arrival, six months for retirees. So you get a free visa now to go to the Philippines. Nice. Needle Sun, that's where you want to go. And retirees can enjoy a six-month free visa. You just apply for it when you get there. Nice to have you here in Rudy Max's world this weekend. Hope you'll do the same again next weekend. I'd like to thank my engineer, Jeff Ryder, and my executive producer, Anna Schofield. And I hope you have a lovely, lovely mid-spring weekend and that we see you again next weekend, even if you are traveling. we got about, 100 I don't know, 145 stations that carry our show. And you can listen to us on XM Radio at Channel 165. Podcasts of the show available at RudyMaxa.com. Have a lovely weekend. See you next time. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.